JD Talking Sports, Wednesday, January 25th, 2017. Now, I was going to start with some exciting, exciting Nets news. Nets were up 89-71, head into the fourth quarter. I'm like, I'm going to have some great freaking Nets news. Well, the Nets get outscored 38-17 in the fourth, put up 66 in the first half. Brooke Lopez has 26 the half, finishes with 33. Do the math at seven in the second half. Man, nine and 36 now. I was all excited to talk about the Nets. Talk about Isaiah Whitehead. Yeah, all that. No, it's, man, to lose a game like that, man, that sucks, right? Doesn't that suck? He had 33. Uh, Dinwiddie, again, came off the bench. He had 10. Bogdanovich had 17. I'm sorry, Din- Dinwiddie started at 10. Seventh straight start. Bogdanovich at 17. Off the bench, Isaiah White had two points in 15 minutes. But Karis Levert, 12 points. A rebound and four assists. Actually, the bench, bench had some 15, 17, 29, 37 off the bench. Deion Waiters led the Heat with 24 sucks that really sucks Hassan Whiteside 7 points 3 for 10 field goals oof 21 minutes 7 points and a rebound They're, uh, you know what Wayne Ellington at 22 Levert beat him on a crossover still at 22 the bench for the Heat 54 54-3 that's a big that's a big Bench did a lot of scoring for the Heat. That's a tough loss, man. And last seven games, seven turnovers the last six games for Whitehead. And tonight, let's see what he did. He had three. So he had come into this game, he had seven turnovers last six games, he had three today. Nine for 24 on threes. Didn't take a three-pointer tonight. And Hollis Jefferson was shooting 571 over his last six game. Hollis Jefferson tonight, three for five. So he's shooting. Brooke Lopez entered the NBA 2008-2009. Listen to this. He has lost 431 of 684 games. 63% of his games have been losses. Two playoff series, a total of 13 games. But he says the franchise now has accountability from top to bottom. Everyone is bought in. It's all building to something. I mean, that's a that's good. I, I like this. Hey, you know, that's a tough loss. Tough loss. You're up big in the third quarter, and then you find... I mean, I, I was about... To, that's why I was excited. I was going to be talking about the Nets winning. It did not happen, folks. Did not happen. All right. Knicks are playing as we speak. They're playing in Dallas. And they are down 87-84. Porzingis is playing against his idol, Dirk Nowitzki. Nowitzki is 19. Porzingis has eight points. But he is going to play in the... He's going to play in the rising, the fresh, the rookie sophomore... Yeah, the the rookie sophomore game during All-Star Weekend. Hernan Gomez did not make it. The Rising Stars Challenge. I'm sorry, for the second straight year. Hernan Gomez didn't make it. It's voted by the assistant coaches. Now, Porzingis... 
averaging over almost 19.7 rebounds. But last five going into tonight, 10.8 points and 38% shooting. And tonight is not a great night for Porzingis. As I said, he has eight point, two for seven shooting. He's, he's, he's been off lately. Carmelo has 30. D-Rose 11. Courtney, Courtney Lee with 21. How about that? Aaron Gomez, 8 points, 14 rebounds. Got to play him more. Joakim Noah, 3 points, 8 rebounds. Actually, Aaron Gomez right now has more minutes than Noah tonight. All right, I like that. I like that. Aaron Gomez could be playing a lot more ball. Please, keep him in. Hornacek, let him play more. For the love of God. Love of God. Now, you know, he's only been playing 13 minutes a game. He's playing 21 tonight. This is his, if he gets two more points, he'll have his third double-double in the last four games. I'd like to see him do it. I'd like to see him play more. He's playing with a lot of hustle. Kylo Quinn, too, put him in. And uh, Mr. Noah, let's put him off the bench. Let's just let him. And how about this? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I know. I, 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 I know I'm thinking about the youth movement. You know, I want them to keep losing, and I want them to play the young guys and move on from there. But the Knicks offered Carmelo today for Kevin Love, and the Cavs said they're not interested. Thank you. I, I keep I keep Carmelo. I know they're saying that Kevin Love's having an all-star season, but he's he doesn't create his own shot. He needs help to get a shot. Carmelo doesn't need help to get a shot. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. Please. So good. So good. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, it's amazing when you hear, you know, I, this popped up on my phone, but this is amazing. You, you, listen to this. Butler scores 40. Dwayne Wade scores 33. You think, okay, that's 73 points from the two big guys. They pulled out a win today. No, they lost 119-114 to the Hawks. Chicago allows 68 second-half points. It's amazing that two guys can put up 73 points in a basketball game and it's still got not, not good enough to win. Still not good enough. Crazy night of basketball. Crazy night. I'm going to get to some more. I, I, I found these. I found some very interesting stats about the Super Bowl. New England is going to wear white jerseys. They're 2-1 and Super Bowls when they wear white jerseys. Most recent, Super Bowl 49, when they were gifted the Super Bowl by the Seahawks. Yes, folks, they were gifted. If you would have given the ball, ball to Marshall and Lynch, we wouldn't have been talking about, you'd be talking about him going for his fourth Super Bowl this year, not his fifth, Mr. Brady and Mr. Belichick. Also, team wearing white has won 11 of the last 12. Packers beat... The White Donning Steelers in Super Bowl XLV. And I was supposed to look that up, but I didn't. What was that, 2011? So that had to be six years ago. So that had to be 45. Super Bowl 45. Overall, teams wearing white are 32-18 and 18 in the Super Bowl. Okay? And the Pats are have beaten the, under Belichick, have beaten the Falcons, they're 4-0. And the scoring margin is 111 to 71. That's 40 points. Average of 10 points a win. And three of the four wins were in Atlanta since 2000. Now, Belichick did lose to the Falcons when he was a Browns coach back in 93. So that's more than 23 years ago. But uh, spells were meant to be, you know, streaks were meant to be broken, correct? But how do you like that? That the white jerseys have won 11 of the last 12 Super Bowls. Does it mean anything? I don't know. I mean, they have stats for everything. 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 But I thought I would share that little bit of wisdom, right? Nick's still playing, losing. 
Nets lost. Oof. Mets, Jay Bruce. Now, they said he's going to be the regular right fielder. He's played 137 or more games every season since 2010. That bodes well for the Mets. Now, they, they, they might go forward without a veteran lefty arm to go in the bullpen. And, you know, in NL East, you have some lefty bats like Bryce Par- Harper and Daniel Murphy of the Nats and the Braves' Freddie Freeman. Also, Lucas Duda returning from major back injury. Now, Michael Conforto, Jay Bruce could get some time at first base. David Wright, too. Now, Jay Bruce did play three games at first base for the Reds back in 2014. Also, you have insurance policies at third in Jose Reyes and Wilmer Flores. And Jerry Blevins, who limited lefties for the Mets last year to a 255 batting average and 313 on base and 324 slugging, slash line 68 games, still available as a free agent and would love to rejoin the Mets. I say do it. I know they're trying to keep the payroll at a certain amount. You need guys to get guys out. And the Mets have never been to the postseason three years in a row. Let's let's break that streak. Let's make it happen this year. Will Ponds, I know you got destroyed with the Madoff scandal and all that stuff. You're a Major League Baseball team. If you're going to own the team, you can't be, got to spend money. You're in New York City. You can't be cost-efficient in New York City. That's not the way it works, ever. And the fans would want you to get Blevins. Because these, you know, every year, these guys are getting older. You got a young pitching staff. It's time to go for it, man. Mets, I mean, can, can you feel it? I can feel it. Yeah, that's what that's what I have to say on that front. All right. Now, I saw an awesome NFL Films Presents today. It was a great feature on Jackie Slater. He's a Hall of Famer, played 20 years offensive lineman for the Rams. His son, Matthew Slater, special teams ace for the Pats. Now, he got his ring that his father never got, which I talked, which which was Super Bowl forty nine. Now, his dad actually played the Super Bowl with the Rams. They lost 31-19 to the Steelers, Super Bowl fourteen. They were up actually 19-17 after three. I remember that was Vince Ferragamo played at the Rose Bowl. Closest a team had ever been. Well, actually, the Niners played at Stanford Stadium. No team has ever played in its own stadium, hosted a Super Bowl in its own stadium. Never happened. But that was pretty close. Up 1917, and I remember remember the fourth quarter. Stallworth caught that touchdown pass. Bradshaw got the MVP. They ended up winning. That was that was their last Super Bowl. That was the last of the four for the Steelers. So Jackie Slater. And, and you know what? You know who sang the national anthem that game? Cheryl Ladd from Charlie's Angels fame. How about that? Who knew? I didn't. January 20th, 1980. Slater played from 76 to 95. He was a third-round pick, 86th pick of the draft out of Jackson State in Mississippi. He's actually now an offensive line coach at Azusa Pacific. I looked that up. That's what he's doing now, Jackie Slater. Seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time first team, 1995 Bart Starr Man of the Year, 259 games for Jackie Slater, 211 starts, and four fumble recoveries. I found that online. And he made the Hall of Fame in 2001. His number was retired. He was number 78. Now his son, 31 years old now, hoping to be, you know, make a team as an undrafted free agent. He played at UCLA, was a kick return, had a lot of speed. He ends up being taken around five, number 153, 2008 by the Pats. And they talked about his dad. His dad said, I, I didn't, I had nothing to do with that. And they showed him getting the call from Belichick. He's been a six-time Pro Bowler. So his father and son, 13 Pro Bowls between them. That is second all-time father-son tandem behind... 
which will be a trivia question in the future for JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, iTunes, you know, give me your view. Give me your point of view. Love to hear from you. Love to talk to you. Now, he's a six-time Pro Bowler, the son Matthew, 2011 to 2016. He's been playing with the Pats since 2008. I mean, four-time first-team All-Pro. First, and he was a first-team All-American in 2007. And he was Bart Starr Man of the Year Award this year. How about that? And he got the ring his dad never got. It was a really nice story. You know, he, they even showed when he fumbled his first kickoff as a Patriot. And he said um, he was taught the six Ps that his father learned from Chuck Knox. Perfect practice prevents piss-poor performance. <laughs> That's what he said to his dad after, he, after that. He said... Perfect practice prevents piss-poor performance. And his father heard it from Chuck Knox, and his father passed it down to the son. I thought it was great. And after every game, after Belichick, he speaks to the he, – he gets the team together for the, I don't know, the last cheer. Where they showed it. It was amazing. And he's really loved and respected. They showed a scene with him and Julian Edelman. It was really cool to watch. I tell you, if you get a chance to watch it, it's really cool. I, I, and I, I am not a Patriots fan at all. But I thought that was really a really nice piece. And, you know, he's definitely not as big as his dad. I mean, his dad was a monster. And they have a love and um, love for each other. And uh, Jackie Slater was talking to Robert Kraft. And he goes, you know, thank thank you for taking care of my son. And he says, your son's a great person as as much as an athlete as a person. It was really, you know, I, it, it was it was just a beautiful piece. And how about this? The NFL, NFL, NFL Players Association... Player Association is going to propose modifications to the league's marijuana policy regarding recreational use by players. Less punitive approach. Now, if it's approved by the players, they'll take it to the league. They want to address it more in a treatment measure. Now, basically, takes four missed or positive tests to trigger four-game suspension without pay. Initial violation is a substance abuse program. Second fine is two-game checks. Third is four games checks, five, uh, fifth is 10 game, and six is one year. You know, it's it's weed, man. It's it's legal in half the places. Why? What, what's the big deal? Let's, I mean, we're making such a big deal about this. It's it's kind of ridiculous, don't you think? And uh, I read this. Bill, uh, Peter King, thanks for this. Bill Parcell says they were talking about how they, the fullback for the, whose name I'm, I'm escaping right now, the fullback for the Packers, he got the ball stripped, and they're trying to make it. Well, you know, he had both. He did everything right. He had, he had the ball, uh, the ball with both hands. They still stripped. It, they stripped it away, but he did everything right. And Bill Parcells used to say, "Don't tell me how tough the labor was. Just tell me if you delivered the baby." Now, we know how well he held the ball, but did did he get in the? Did he get the ball? Did he have the ball at the end of the plate? No, he didn't. So don't 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 tell me how tough the labor was. Just tell me if you delivered the baby. And I'm Big Ben. You know, he's been talking retirement. Chuck Chuck Knoll and Parcells, both Hall of Famers. Once a player starts thinking about retirement, he's already as good as retired. I was like, oof, that's a little, that's a little, that that, that that's putting it, that's putting it out there, right? And and this I thought was great. Goodell said handing Brady the Super Bowl trophy would be an honor, not awkward. Yeah, that's called horseshit. Of course it's not. You know, he didn't lose any games. He didn't lose any money. You didn't have your reputation kind of, you know, you know, that you were deflating balls and whatever. You know what? He is such a goddamn politician. 
and he, hey, he does his job well. You know, he, what, he's made $180 million being commissioner of football? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not going to be awkward. Yeah, I can't I'm, I can't wait to see that day. That's going to be awesome. To, I can't wait to watch. I, that's that's one thing I was talking to a guy today, uh, dormant at a building about that. And he started laughing. He goes, oh, I'd like to see that too. I'd like to see him have to hand it to uh, Brady. The Cowboys are going to exercise an fifth-year option on all-pro guards, Zach Martin, and they're going to talk long-term extension in camp. They're going to have to. They they don't have a lot of cap room. They're going to have to move some guys around, whatever. But, I, hey, it's a sm- lock up that line, man. That line is, is, the, is the gatekeeper to your future. And Dak Prescott, I like this. He said, after the pack loss, definitely fuel to the fire. That's what you want to hear, motivation. He said, it'll never be over it. And that's what he said, never will be over the pack loss. Fuel to the fire, baby. Motivation. He's going to come back like gangbusters next year. And I was shocked about this. Dolphins, NFL says, Finns didn't uh, follow concussion protocol. They failed to do that on quarterback Matt Moore in the wild card game. He took one playoff, came back in. They were warned but not punished. Now, 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 Dolphins, now, I'm going to tell you guys, don't do that again. That's a bad thing. He got hit so freaking hard. I don't know how the hell he came back in the game. But hey, I, I like that. That warned, but not not fined. Warned. Because, you know, Matt Moore, you know, was probably, he's probably still feeling the effects. That Dupree got a hit on him that, I mean, oof, that was a tough hit. You saw it. You were like, holy crap. And he took one playoff. And Mike Zimmer's going to have to get a fourth eye surgery in April. Still can't see out of the right eye. That's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, he came back right away, had sunglasses on, missed the game, and now he still can't see out of that eye? I think I think it's time for a new doctor. And I talked yesterday about LeBron saying how, you know, he's getting too old, he doesn't want to waste time, he wants to win another championship. And Nate Robinson, 32-year-old, former dunk champ, played last year in Israel, said, uh, hey, LeBron, you need a playmaker. I'm your guy. I say, hey, let's do it. Let's do it. And Zach Levine, Zach Levine, slam dunk, slam dunk champ out of the for the T Wolves, not going two time slam dunk champ. Not gonna. They said he's not gonna expect to defend his slam dunk contest pre ESPN. I don't know. But LeBron did talk to the, the GM, David Griffin, and Tyrone Lue. Both said they uh, talked to LeBron, which I think, it, you know, that's a good move now. LeBron had his second straight triple-double tonight, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. And the Cavs lost their third straight to Kings in overtimes. 116-112 dropped to 30-14. and 14. Freaking Kings improved to 18-27 on their home court. I think that's... I think they're... F- Four and seven, they're at last 11. Not playing good ball, man. Cousins at 28 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. I'd love to have him. I, you know, they talk about the stuff about him. I'd love to have him on my team. Love to. And the Celtics, hey, after losing last night to the Wizards, they went tonight at home against the Rockets, 120-109, and Harden, who had 30 points, he got into a heated argument with Sam Decker. It looked like, a, you know, he was still barking at him. When Decker walked away, Harden was still barking at him. And Isaiah Thomas had 38 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists. Harden had 12 assists, 6 rebounds, which is 30 points. Celtics now 27-18. Rockets fall to 34-15. and 15. 
And actually, uh, the Warriors were losing. They actually outscored, but then they had a big fourth quarter. They they won on the road, 113-103 over the Hornets. 39-7. Katie at 33, Steph at 28. And Marc Gasol, career high, 42 for the Grizz. They beat the Raptors, 101-99. Kyle Lowry at 29. Toronto's fifth straight loss. Damn. It's kind of, you know, the East, you got the Cavs and the Raptors and everybody else is kind of playing. Ugh. Cavs, got to get your stuff together, man. I want LeBron going for another championship. And they look really good. Uh, they look really good, Golden State. And last night, the number one, number two, number four teams all lost. Nova lost at Marquette, 74-72. Tennessee won at number four, Kentucky. No, they, they won in Tennessee for the second in a row. They played in Tennessee. They beat Kentucky. And then Kentucky's seven-game win streak. And West Virginia won at Kansas at home, 85-69. Now, Gonzaga, they said she moved to the number one. They're 20-0. They're playing San Diego and Pepperdine. You look at the other teams, what they're playing. And they're playing, and, you know, hey, it's the, it's the conference. I, every year, Gonzaga does something, and then they get to the tourney, and they always... They've never made a Final Four. No, no, they never have. 2012, number one, Syracuse lost to Notre Dame. Number three, Baylor lost to number five, Missouri. And number four, Duke lost to Florida State. Kentucky ended up going from two to number one that that year. Kind of interesting, right? One, two, and four goes down in the same night. Bam, bam, bam. And hey, the Islanders, man, you know, they brought Doug Wade on to be interim coach of 3 0 1. They won last night 4 2 over Columbus Blue Jackets. And right now, as we speak, Serena, actually, for Venus is playing as we speak. Nets are losing. Oh, Knicks are down by four with 35 seconds left. But tennis right now, Venus is up 3 2 in the first set against Coco Vandaway. And Serena will play. Lucic Baroni in the other semifinal tonight. All right. I'm excited. Very cool. Very cool. And think about this. You have Nadal in the semis. You have the Williams sisters in the semis and Federer. The Golden Olies. And and Nadal made his first Grand Slam semi since 2014. Not bad. And I saw this too. Maria Vittoria Viviana. She was playing in the Junior Australian Open. 17 years old. She was disqualified because she hit a ball boy with a ball. She lost a set. She got ticked off. And she kind of like hit the ball to the side. Well, hit a ball boy. And the rules are you hit a, a ball boy is hit. You're disqualified. Now, he, he said he was unhurt. Looked harmless to me. But man, come on. You know, you got to. You got to control that temper. That's what they always say. You got to control that temper. And Usain Bolt is going to be stripped of his relay gold from the 2008 games because his teammate, Nesta Carter, is disqualified for doping. And Bolt said he'd be devastated if he would be lost his gold medal. But now he says, hey, so he no longer has, they call it the triple treble. That's what I saw on this thing. I was like, triple treble. But he had won three straight 
100-200 and the 4 by 100 relay. Now, this is a thing that I found interesting. Carter tested negative in 2008 at the Beijing Games, but the, they were retested last year, and it, it found out that he, his urine sample contained prohibited stimulant methylhexanemin. Methylhexanemin. And I was like, wait, wait, so it's negative in 2008, and they tested again in 2016, and it comes back positive? Did something happen in that course of time? Or, oh, maybe I think they had more updated drug testing. But still, kind of crazy, right? Tiger Woods is going to play his first official tournament in 17 months. The Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, where he's won numerous. That's one of his favorite courses. First two rounds, he's going to play with Jason Day, the number one in the world, and Dustin Johnson, the reigning U.S. Open champion, number three in the world. That's good company. said he's excited to be out there. Competing. And Rockies signed ex-Royals closer Greg Holland to a one-year deal via Yahoo. Missed 2016 season after Tommy John surgery. Now, 2011 through 2014, 113 saves. Now, he suffered a tear of some degree in his UCL, the ulnar collateral ligament where he pitched the 2015 season with that tear, with that partial tear in his elbow. I mean, that's... The Yankees were looking at him, but then they brought back... They brought back their... I'm always blanking on his name. It won't stay in my head. Hey, sorry about that. That was a little bit of the theme. You know, it it, it bothers me when I can't remember. Yeah, Yankee relievers. Araldus Chapman. Man, I cannot remember his name. Sorry about that, folks. JD Token Sports. Sometimes names just escape, escape me. Escape my mind. It hurts, but it is it is what it is. Now, something, this, this I, I found this kind of sad. Brett Musburger, 77 years young, retiring from broadcasting. He's going to call his last game next Tuesday, Kentucky at Georgia, Kentucky and Georgia at the Rupp Arena. He began his career at CBS, and I was a NFL Today, him, Irv Cross, Jimmy the Greek, huge, huge, huge fan. Huge fan. I mean, I I watch it religiously. He moved to CBS in 1990. They said because, well, they they didn't, that's what they said. They said that uh, it was a salary, salary dump. That's what the perceived was that a salary dump. But this is a guy over 40 years in the industry, I mean, also, they brought up, you know, he had wished Joe Mixon, who had punched a girl at a bar at the Sugar Bowl, he had said he wished him good luck. He said didn't factor in his decision. But, you know, he's going to move to Vegas and start a sports handicap, handicapping biz with family. My mother goes, he's working in the Special Olympics. I go, Ma, it's handicapping for sports betting. And the reason why they why he's leaving is because, you know, first of all, he can't have, that's a conflict of interest. You can't be gambling and 
talking about the games, but the thing is that they want the family wants it up by March Madness. I just think that's an interesting thing. He's leaving a business after 40 years to start a sports handicap business in Vegas. It just seems like a weird transition to me. But what do I know? Now, he, he one of his favorite uh, sayings was, they always ask me what my favorite game is, and I always say it's the next one. Well, he can't say that anymore. And interesting, he said that sportscasting today is, an, is number-driven. He goes, I was never going to change because I'm a people guy. He goes, I like pulling up a chair in a saloon with a cold beer and telling stories. He called the Hail Mary, Flutie's Hail Mary play, and he told Flutie that he didn't know who caught the ball until after the play, and Flutie said the same thing. He goes, I didn't know Phelan was out there when I threw, you know, I didn't know who caught the ball either. I thought that was kind of, and that was a game where, I don't know, I was at my uncle's house in Long Island, and for some reason I fell asleep and I missed a lot of the game, and I think I saw some of it. Crazy. Yeah, my, I remember they stayed up, they watched the whole game, they said it was an amazing game, and I was like, oh, man, I, I can't believe I missed it. So I've always seen highlights of it, but I don't remember watching the, a lot of the game. 77 years old. Man, that kind of sucks, you know? Feels like like all the the great ones are going. Yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah. All right. I am up way past my bedtime. I have to be at work early. Now let's get to the trivia questions. Okay. Last show, trivia question. What five teams are not represented at the Baseball Hall of Fame? Nationals, Angels, Marlins, Rays, and Rockies. And tonight's trivia question. Dak Prescott was the 22nd rookie to start a postseason game. Who are the only two to have won more, to have won multiple playoff games in their careers? Okay, Dak Prescott was the 22nd rookie to start a postseason game. Who are the only two to have won multiple playoff games in their careers? All right, folks, have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.